If your team got guaranteed money, tell them call me. Whoop. Make me say, my, my, my. I done been around the world. Yeah, I was made for this. Player Performance with J.A. Cavalier. Welcome to Player Performance. I am J.A. Cavalier, the most respected figure in sports gambling. Joined by Big Mike, Tessa Hall, and TV Al. We'll get into NFL Week 15, but first, let's recap Week 14 with Tessa Hall. Back it up. One more time. All right, let's see that again. NFL Week 14 recap. The Patriots were good for about a week, and then remember Tom Brady is in Tampa. The Titans are back. Well, sort of. They crushed the Jags, which isn't saying much. The Vikings couldn't pay for a made kick. They shanked away 10 points and lose to Tampa. Now, you can pick off Patrick Mahomes twice, and he's still going to beat you in the air. The Dolphins came away with an L against the league's best team. Drew Locke or Aaron Rodgers? He mauled the Panthers in an offensive shootout with four touchdowns. The Mitch over Deshaun debate is settled. The Bears steamrolled Houston in embarrassing fashion. Only the New York Giants can go from the fifth seed to the 12th seed from one game and prop up the Cardinals in the process. No Burrow, big problems, since he loses again. And Dallas stays alive in the NFC East. Phillip Rivers is becoming timeless. He balled out for an old man and helped the Colts put a 40-burger on Vegas. The Jets are back to losing games by 30-plus and get closer to the overall pick after an outright beating to Seattle. Aaron Rodgers didn't need a Hail Mary to beat Detroit, but it was closer than it should have been, with Green Bay getting a touchdown win at Fort Field. Neither team wanted to win this game, but the Chargers ultimately beat the Falcons on a last-second field goal. Don't look now, but the Washington football team is in first place in a division, and they just beat the reigning NFC champs. New New Orleans got real hurt after being witness for Jalen Hurts' first NFL start. The Rook helped Philly get a brotherly win. The Steelers are falling and falling hard. Count two straight losses for them as Buffalo wins another one. Lamar Jackson had his cramp game as he crapped on the Browns in the final minute to pull off an absolute thriller. Yeah, so Aaron O'Bow syndrome almost cost the Baltimore Ravens the game on Monday night. That's the way I try after an all-you-can-eat lobster buffet. I mean, the, the melted butter goes right through me. Me too. Yeah, absolutely kills me. Oh, 100 fucking percent. He was clutching while trying to run at the same time. And that's how TVL does it when he wins a game. <laughs> he clutches and runs to the restroom. Runs to catch the ticket? Well, he goes to the bathroom. Isn't that where he stuck you last week? <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, his words were, stick him in the bathroom, you fucking mush. Stick him in the bathroom, you mush. And J-A-T-S, Jets. <laughs> well... Lamar, of course, returned to shit all over the Browns. I shit all over bookmakers last week, profiting over 70 units in the NFL, college football, and college basketball combined, expecting bigger things this week. Love this card. Maybe my favorite card of the season. All right, guys, all aboard. Money train is pulling out, rolling right into NFL Week 15. We're locked, we're loaded, we're ready to roll. Here we go with Week 15 previews, Thursday Night Football. Los Angeles at Las Vegas. Chargers at the Raiders. Las Vegas is minus three and a half. The total is 53. Hey, Jay, with two teams that are very unreliable, what are we doing in this game? Do we go over the total in the game, or which way do we go? Under? Over? So people always ask me, what's my issue with Derek Carr? I don't have one. I think Derek is a, is a good quarterback. Not great, but above average. The question with Derek Carr, is he good enough to bring you to the next level? The Raiders must share that concern, which is why they signed Mariota in the offseason. If not for anything else, just a wake-up call. Maybe a kick in the ass. But has Carr really responded? See, for me, it's not the number of turnovers, but when he turns the ball over. He makes really bad decisions at the worst possible times. He's seen it against the Jets, more recently last week against Indianapolis. The Raiders are free-falling. 
It's getting ugly for Gruden's team. They've lost three of the last four and really should have lost to the Jets. They're falling out of the playoff mix in the AFC. The Chargers are coming off a win against the Falcons, but they haven't done anything in recent weeks that warrant anyone being overly confident in them. Offenses really should shine in this game, considering both defenses rank outside the top 25. This game is being played in Vegas, so in a dome, weather won't be a factor. I think Derek Carr and Justin Herbert put it together. They're ready for a shootout. And the defenses on both sides, they're not going to put up much of a fight. Vegas allows over 30 points a game, Chargers over 27, and it's L.A., not the Raiders, but the Chargers who have the fourth best passing offense in the league. I'm leaning on the over in this game. I actually think the over hits rather easily here. I'm with you on that. I, I, I like the over also in this one, Jay. Buffalo at Denver. Buffalo is minus six and a half. The total is 50. Let me ask you this, Jay. Can the Broncos push Josh Allen enough to create some uh, turnovers and cover the six and a half? Now, everyone's talking about Baker Mayfield, how well Baker's playing. And we'll get to that later in the show. But how about the best quarterback in the 2018 draft? Forget the 2018 draft. Why is Josh Allen not being mentioned along with Mahomes and Rodgers for MVP? The numbers are comparable. And when you factor in he does it without a run game, it's more impressive. I'm just saying, show Josh some love. That's all I'm saying. Show him some love. Now, we, of course, on this show, love the Buffalo Bills to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. Do we double down here? See, this six and a half feels really soft, which actually kind of scares me. I understand you're going into mile high against the 10th ranked pass defense, but the Buffalo Bills are walking in as one of the hottest teams in the NFL. They're playing their best football of the season, walking in with the third best passing game in the league, walking in with a chance to clinch a playoff spot. I don't love the six and a half. I certainly don't love laying a touchdown on the road. But one thing you learn early in this business, you never play against the streak, never bet against the streak. The Buffalo Bills have now covered five straight. That's a streak. That's a trend. And I'm not saying the only factor is the trend. But playing with the streak as opposed to playing against the streak, your fall when playing with the streak is a lot shorter. Playing against the streak, you may, it may last 10, 15 games. You're chasing losses, which is a recipe for disaster. When you lose once playing with the streak, that's it, streak over. Now, that's not the only reason to support the Buffalo Bills in this game. The Bills' defense have actually been sneaky good in the turnover department, playing an offense that ranks dead last in the NFL in turnovers. The Bills are not just winning games right now. The Bills have been pounding teams, winning four of their last five by double digits. I love the Bills in this spot. I'm going to eat the six and a half. I love the Buffalo Bills. Strong, strong, strong lean on the Buffalo Bills. Jay, let me ask you a question. Do you think that Baker Mayfield is a little overrated? At least I do. I just think that everything that's going on right now, you you, you brought it up a show or two ago that Cleveland's eight was eight and three at that time. And my God, they, they played no one. You know, I think the biggest problem with Baker Mayfield is he's one of those guys. He's like a Johnny Manziel. He's easy not to like. You know what? I agree with that. I love that statement. That's exactly what he is. He, But that's what he is. He, he's he's really easy not to like. He's cocky, but he's cocky to the point where he really hasn't accomplished anything. So he doesn't really, he hasn't earned the right to be cocky. Carolina at Green Bay. Green Bay is minus eight and a half. The total is 51 and a half. Jay, do you think the Panthers have a shot at beating uh, the Green Bay Packers in this game? I don't love this game for the Packers. Do I think the Panthers can come in and win this game outright? Probably not. 
But do I think they can come in with enough firepower and stay inside the number? Absolutely. Even with DJ Moore out. The Panthers are 5-0 and their last five road games as an underdog. And 8.5 is a ton of points to give a quality offensive football team. Carolina scores 24 a game. Green Bay gives up 24 a game. So the Panthers should be in the 20s, right? You also know what you're going to get out of the Green Bay Packers. Rodgers is playing some of the best football of his career. Devontae Adams has elevated to top three conversation. This is the number one scoring offense in the league, playing a team that couldn't tackle a fucking couch. Panthers are down in the bottom of every defensive category in the league. And 30 points is what the Packers have put up their last four weeks. Now, I'm not going to lock in the eight and a half, but what I will do, I'll take the 30 plus I'm going to get from the Packers. I'll combine that with the 24 I'll get from the Carolina Panthers, and I'll go over the posted total of 51. I, I love the Packers too. So what am I gonna? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to laugh when you say you don't love them. But I don't love the Packers in this spot. Actually, you know what? The one team I've been down on is the Packers. I, I just I find it hard in the NFL to get behind the defense or, or a team that doesn't play defense. I really do. Oh, let me ask you then: How how does it work? With Green Bay, some days they show up, some days they don't show up. I don't get it. Uh, I mean, it befuddles me, but it's just crazy that you have a team that can go out and play defense, and then the next week they don't. No, but it's, see, it doesn't. It's actually really simple if you actually really look at it and you look at their schedule and you look at the games they've lost. Who did they struggle against? They struggled, struggled against Tampa Bay. Well, Tampa Bay may, may not have the best defense in the league, but they have a defense, right? They struggled against the Colts, who are an elite defense. So those are the teams that, that upset Green Bay, or those are the teams that, that beat Green Bay, the teams that have a defense, the teams that play defense. The teams that don't play defense, they shit on. So, I mean, is this a spot where they can shit on them? Yes, but the difference in this game is the fact that Carolina can put up points. I, I got you on that. Listen, there's no part of me that believes Carolina can win this game. I don't even, I'm not even 100% that they can cover the 8.5. But if I was going to play the game itself, I would absolutely have to lean Carolina in this spot. That 8.5 is a fat number. And, you know, you have two factors here that'll work against you when you lay a number like that in the NFL. The first factor is you actually have to score enough points to cover it to begin with, right? Correct. And, and Green Bay's averaging over 30 points a game, last four games. They've been phenomenal on offense. So chances are they're going to put up 30-plus. But now you have a team that's scoring 24 points a game. So if the, the Packers can, can, by all rights, go out and score 35, and in most situations that would cover an eight-and-a-half-point spread, but when you have a team that you pretty much know is going to put up three touchdowns, put up 24, you know, do you really want to sit there laying that much wood? You know, the question is, I, I'm, I, I just think the Packers, it's the play for me. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, but Mike, when you're sitting there and the Packers are up 11 late in the game. No, you just said it. You said, you say, well, now we're going back door again. If we're going to go back door, that can be everywhere and anywhere, and it hit like crazy last week. But it's not a back door when you have two minutes left in the game and a team gets the ball down 11. That's not a back door. That's going to happen. That That's football. A back door is when you get a blocked punt or, or, or a blocked field goal returned or an interception returned. That's a back door. A back door is or, or a Hail Mary pass like we got with the Eagles. That's a back door. What's not a back door is when you give a team, a good offensive football team, two minutes left in the game to walk down the field. And you're going to play soft zone defense because you're not worried about them beating you. You want them to absorb all of the clock in that final drive. You'll give them the seven points as long as it comes with, with zeros on the clock. So let me ask you, what do you call that then? That makes me more angry than anything in football. 
is when you start playing prevent defense. But that's because you never met a dog that you liked. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I met my wife. Oh, <laughs> oh fucking mic drop. <laughs> that's wrong on so many fucking levels. Was that bad? Yeah, it's bad. You better, <laughs> you better hope she never listens to the show. I'm gift wrapping a CD and I'm sending it to her for Christmas. And <laughs> to Nancy with love. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and she'll be good with it. Oh, she'll be fine with it. <laughs> I'll tell her it was because I had to have a cup of cocktails with you before I did this. Chicago at Minnesota. The Minnesota is minus three. The total is 46. Jay, let me ask you this. Is Mitch Drabinski, is he the answer at the quarterback for the Bears? And you think they can pull the upset here or what? So on Sunday, Minnesota ended up playing Tampa Bay really tough. But of course, Dan Bailey missed four kicks. I mean, he left 10 points on the field. You just can't do that. I, of course, had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that game. So I cashed that ticket. Wasn't really complaining. But still, you can't do that, Dan. The Bears, they finally broke a nasty losing streak. I mean, monster performance by Mitch Trubisky against Houston. But unfortunately, the Bears are still stuck between a rock and a hard place. Trubisky's going to have to be the quarterback for now. I mean, people talked about tanking for Tua and now tanking for Trevor, falling for Fields. I challenge you to find any team in the league in the entire NFL that's a quarterback away from being a contender. And if you do, it's probably the Chicago Bears. I mean, maybe only the Chicago Bears. Now, I've said all that just so I could say this. Get to whylose.com right now. I love this game along with four others. 5-0 NFL Sunday. You get the entire football season, just $99. Entire season college football, entire season NFL. includes bowl, playoff, Super Bowl. It's that big. $99 rest of the football season. Get to whylose.com right now. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E dot com. Go to the special offer section. So it's whylose.com forward slash special offers. The entire football season, just $99. Three point spread winners posted daily on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E dot com. Lions at the Titans. Detroit at Tennessee. Tennessee is minus 10 and a half. The total was 51 and a half. Detroit is four and three against the number on the road. Does this kind of scare you against an inconsistent Tennessee team? So the Packers do it by air. The Tennessee Titans, they're going to do it by land. A running back for MVP, maybe? I mean, probably not. But does anyone mean more to his team than Derrick Henry does to the Titans? Now, I mentioned the Packers in this spot along with the Titans because here you have two elite offenses playing two defensively challenged teams, yet two teams that can score points. The Panthers and Lions are actually mirror images of one another, down to the uniform colors. It's actually kind of eerie. So the Titans, this is actually a great matchup for Tennessee offensively. You give the ball to Henry. Derrick Henry should feast on this Detroit defense, a defense that allows over 124 rushing yards and nearly 30 points a game. But don't forget, Tennessee's defense isn't much better. 29th against the pass, allowing 25 points a game. So this is equally a good matchup for the Detroit Lions. And I see huge fantasy numbers for Stafford in this game as well. I think both teams are going to play pretty true to form. This is actually a really good matchup for both offenses. I'm never going to lay double digits in the NFL. I certainly won't do so here. So forget the spread. I see this much like I see the Panthers Packers. Actually, again, eerie. It's down to the exact same total in this game. I am going to go over the 51 in this game as well. Houston at Indianapolis. 
Indianapolis minus seven. The total is 51. Jay, given that the Colts' fantastic cover numbers and the Texans' massive holes and their very poor play, is seven too small of a number for that? David Johnson, out indefinitely. Randall Cobb, out indefinitely. Will Fuller, suspended. Deshaun Watson's going to be competing in a run-catch-kick contest on Sunday. The dude is going to have to do everything himself. You're sending him into battle unarmed against the Colts. You're sending him in with Greg Howell Jr. He has 16 career rushing attempts. The Texans just got smacked in the mouth by the Chicago Bears. It's about to get worse. Now they have to face a nasty Colts defense who's fourth in takeaways, fifth against the run, sixth in total yards. The Colts just dropped 44 on the Raiders. I like the Colts in that spot. I love the Colts in this spot. This line really should be closer to 13. Keeping it at seven really is the fact it's a division game. Keeping it at seven is the fact that these two teams just met a couple weeks ago and the Colts only won that game by six points in Houston. But two weeks was a lifetime ago and a much shorter injury list. Deshaun Watson does not have the help this week. I will gladly lay the seven in this spot. Give me the Colts. Give me Indianapolis. Big. New England at Miami. Miami is minus two and a half. The total is 41 and a half. Jay, is Miami getting disrespected here or with just a two and a half point advantage at home against a 500 team? Yeah, I mean, what more do the Dolphins need to do to get respect? I mean, I said on this show last week, the Chiefs were a really bad matchup for them. The Dolphins were not equipped for a shootout, which is what the game became. I mean, I mentioned Howard specifically on this show, and that's significant because if you back the Dolphins, he made the play of the game. I, of course, back the Chiefs full transparency, and I do so 10 out of 10 times in that matchup. I mean, really put into perspective, two unforced Chief turnovers early, Howard's ridiculous interception, poor clock management by the Chiefs late in the game. That's what left the back door open. And in this space, you don't leave the back door open. After the first down, Hill goes out of bounds, stops the clock. The penalty stops the clock. Or there's 16 seconds on that final drive and not a minute eight. You know, that's not the point. Final score, all that matters, regardless. But what I want to address here, I want to address the Dolphins' field goal. It was anything but meaningless. I had the Chiefs, and I, of course, tore the ticket, but reinstated what I already knew. Phenomenal football coach, the Dolphins' future is bright. Listen, down nine points, you need two scores. Not enough time on the clock to score a touchdown, onside kick, advance into field goal range. Only shot at all is to kick the field goal at that very moment, followed by an onside kick, and then hopefully a Hail Mary if you recover the onside kick. Yes, we got backdoored, but we got screwed by Tyreek Hill not going down in bounds after picking up the first down. Well, as is such in everything in life, we are forced to move forward, and forward means on to the Patriots. Now, I view this as a value play. I like the Dolphins in this spot. Even when these two teams were on opposite ends of the spectrum, Miami seemed to play the New England Patriots really well at home. But now you have a really well-coached team that's playing with a ton of confidence. That's a scary combination in the NFL. Yes, they just lost to the Chiefs, but they never stopped fighting. The Dolphins are an NFL best 10-3 against the number. The only concern I do have with Miami is the lack of a running game. And you don't want to become one-dimensional against Bill or Belichick. But then you wonder what's the psyche of the New England Patriots. You just benched Cam Newton mid-game last week. I like the Dolphins. I'm going to lean on the Dolphins. I feel there's tremendous value in this line. You don't think the Patriots can win this game at all? Do I think the Patriots can win this game? 
I, yeah, I do think the Patriots can win this game. I mean, hence that the reason it's a lean. However, you look at this team, this team is in disarray right now. You just benched your starting quarterback for the second time this season, mid-game. You're out of contention. What what real reason do the Patriots have to come into this game and play play hard? No, Jay, what I'm saying to you is I agree. Everything you're saying in this game, Miami minus two and a half seems like that should be a, well, what I say is load the fucking wagons up and send it in. Listen, you know how you do it. You do it, right? Mike only has one size of a play. It's big. Mike doesn't understand, you know, what levels of play. He doesn't understand to man a bankroll. But Mike has goofy money. You know what I mean? Mike's been working with me for years. So he has a bankroll that can choke a fucking horse. But everything he does, he does big. Seattle at Washington. Seattle minus six. The total is 44 and a half. Jay, you like Seattle to cover a really big number last week. Do you like them to cover six against a good defense on the road? Thank you for the recognition. I, of course, did lean Seattle. I mean, but that was a lean against a team that you can make no plausible case for in the New York Jets. It was also leaning Seattle off of an embarrassing loss. I mean, don't get me wrong. Losing to the Giants, who are actually a good football team, is respectable. But losing in the matter of which they did is, in fact, embarrassing. A well-coached team after being embarrassed is a no-brainer. I said that 15 years ago. It still applies today. But have you seen this schedule for the Seahawks? Seahawks continue to rack up the frequent flyer miles. East Coast, West Coast, West Coast, East Coast, East Coast, West Coast. If you're a Seahawks fan... The NFL has done you no favors in terms of scheduling. I'm going to put my balls on the line with this one. And of course, I'm going to support it, but I'm going to say it now, and I will support it. The wrong team is favored. Two things in the NFL travel well, defense and a run game, both of which Seattle lacks. Now they have to face a team who's maybe one of the hottest in the league. Washington is on a four-game win streak. They've also covered all four of those games. For all the NFC lease jokes, they're just a game below 500. The defense is legit, third in passing, sixth in rushing. Russell Wilson has thrown more interceptions than anyone else in the league. He also takes a ton of sacks against a Washington defense that gets home, fourth in the NFL. Seattle doesn't cover on the road, two and four against the book. I don't think they're going to win here either. I like Washington. I think Washington wins this game outright. No, here's the way it goes now. Look, let me explain something to you, Jay. You think Washington's going to win this game outright? Let's be realistic. Seahawks, Russell comes in, he throws five TD passes, 35-14, game done, you lose, I win. Now, first off, this is what I'm going to say right now. This is what this is the only thing I want to ask right now. One thing, that's it. And, and whenever somebody's going to go against me, I have no problem with you going against me. Do whatever you want to do, right? Why? Give me give me three reasons why Seattle wins this game. Tell me why. Russell averages five touchdown passes. Against who? In this one. Again, oh, oh, in this one. So you foresee the future now. Yeah, I, I that, that's why I'm a procrastinator. I'm a handicapper. That's what I do. You're fucking your sloppy capper. Listen, let me explain something to you right now. There is nothing on paper that supports Russell Wilson going out against Washington and putting up five touchdowns. There's absolutely nothing. Show me one stat that will support that fucking insane theory. Show me one stat that keeps Washington inside the number. I've just shown you five of them. Washington's the better football team. Seattle's going to go out and all of a sudden Russell Wilson's going to put up five touchdowns against one of the better defenses in the league. The best front, maybe the best front seven, the best front four in the NFL. That's ridiculous. Well, this is going to be a game that we will disagree on. 
No, this is going to be a game where once again you're paying your book and I'm collecting. Philadelphia at Arizona. Arizona's minus six and a half. The total's 49 and a half. Jay, do you think the number in this uh, cards game is inflated a bit or with a win over the Giants or which way are you going in the game? I'm actually shocked that this line is set as high as it is. This number is based off the Cards' last win. In reality, it should be based off the Eagles' last win. I have this line closer to four, four and a half. I see this coming way down closer to game time. I mean, I told you to take the total in the Saints-Eagles games last week. Reason? Didn't know what to expect from Hurts. If I didn't like the Saints laying eight, not knowing what I would get from Hurts, why in the world would I like Arizona laying six and a half? It's amazing what you can do when you establish the run. If anyone knows this, it's Arizona. Also, look at the quarterbacks that the Cardinals have struggled with. They lost to Russ, Tua, Teddy Bridgewater, and Cam Newton. All those quarterbacks are similar in style to Hurts. Though we're dealing with a small sample size, the Eagles did in fact look like a whole new team under Jalen Hurts. What catches my eye, though, are the similarity between these two teams. And I'm not just talking about the Oklahoma quarterbacks. Both teams struggle against the run, and both teams defend the pass well. So you're going to try to establish the run, right? Well, last week, Miles Sanders ran for a buck 15. Jalen Hurts added 106. I don't think the Eagles are actually going to win this game. I do, however, believe the Eagles are going to stay inside the number, and I lean Philadelphia in what's a very generous six and a half. Oh, Hurts, are you kidding me? He should step in for wins. Now, here's a question that I have for you. Okay. In, in your humble opinion, do you move Wentz in the offseason? Oh, I, I, I move him tomorrow. He should have been moved a year ago. I think he was the most overrated quarterback out there. They should have actually got rid of Wentz and kept Foles, in my opinion. Here's what I will say, and I'm with you on this, and I'm, I'm, I know you're leaning with Philly, and I, I, I think you lean with Philly, too, if you can get it at seven, just because when you get a new quarterback in, the offense seems to always go, and, and they want to be with the new quarterback. Well, now, that's a good point. Now, you know what? If for nothing else, it, it feels like the rest of the offense and the offensive line and wide receivers and running backs, they the confidence level jumps a couple notches, right? Now, all of a sudden, they saw what Hurts did. They got a big win against the big bad Saints. The Saints were at the top of the NFC. So, of course, you get a win against a team like that. All of a sudden, you know what? Your team morale starts going up. You know, your, your team confidence starts going up. And that's a big thing. Confidence in the NFL is, is a really big thing. Agreed. And now this quarterback has the confidence, and he's playing because he doesn't know any better. All he's done as a starter right now is win, right? He doesn't know what it's like to lose. Right. Now, he, he might have lost on the Eagles, and he's been losing all year as a teammate. However, as a starter, all he feels is the dub. First game in, he beats the big, bad Saints. The kid's riding high. You know what? The sea's partying. Champagne's falling from the heavens. You know, like, <laughs> right now, listen, right now, Jalen Hurts has the biggest dick in Philadelphia. You know what I mean? And you can't tell anybody any different. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, yeah, he got big Mike, Mike from the group. Oh, Mike, I didn't say he is the biggest dick in Pennsylvania. I said. <laughs> oh, there we go. TVL's in the house. And now it's time for Not For Nothing. Not For Nothing. With TVL. Hello, sports fans. This is TVL from New York, New York. New York City. New York City. Let's talk about my teams. Hey, guys, Not For Nothing. A few weeks ago, I said the cream always rises to the top. Let's do some hats off. The Chiefs. 
their fifth straight division championship. Kelsey, by the way, is leading the league in yardage by a receiver, and he's a tight end. And hats off to the pack. 20th division championship. And not for nothing, I think it's time for Mr. Bill, oh, Mr. Bill Belichick, to go out to pasture. Great run, Bill. One of the greatest coaches of all time, if not the best. And not for nothing, what Jay said about the Washington football team, on the money. Playing real well. First place, hats off to Jay. Very good, buddy. Monday Night Football, what a game. Hey, way to go, Lamar. You are the man, Mr. Lamar. Wow, let's get to my Jetsies. Not for nothing, Woody. Ask Mr. Cohen of the Mets how to build a team. He should help you out. I mean, the guy's spending money, making them a contender. I could have been a contender. Let's face it, your team sucks. Only three to go, guys. First pick, and not for nothing, how about Jaws? Being the coach of the New York Jets, Bill Cowher. Let's go get him, Woody. Now my G-men, not for nothing. They should have told Jones to stay in bed. I mean, not for nothing. Hasim Reddick, five sacks. I thought Michael Strahan was back in football, only wearing a different uniform. Well, like I said, it's a great week of football. Only three to go. Boo-hoo-hoo. Hey, playoffs, baby. Well, that's it for me, guys. And hey, New York, I still love you. The overall thoughts of TVL do not represent player performance. In fact, disregard all of what is said and our apologies in advance. Chiefs at the Saints. Kansas City at New Orleans. Kansas City minus three. The total is 51 and a half. Jay, should you avoid the Chiefs with their failure of covering, or does this latest New Orleans loss give you a little more confidence in this game? So, so far in this season right now, I'm 3-0 and with 50-star monsters in the NFL. This is going to be my fourth. I love this game. Matter of fact, this might be the biggest play of the season for me. Matter of fact, it is going to be the biggest play. I said 25 to 50 stars. That, that's how much I'm comfortable moving. I may dump 50, 60, 70 units on this particular game. Get to whylose.com right now. I am releasing the winner of the Kansas City Chiefs, New Orleans Saints for just $299. This is the type of game you can move anything you want on. Listen, guys, I deal with some of including the largest sports gamblers in the world. If they trust me for my information, you can too. Get to whylose.com right now. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. This is a 50-star monster. I am a perfect 3-0 on 50-star monsters this season, which means they're rare. I only unload 50 stars if I am lock solid on this game, and, and I am. And a matter of fact, I am so confident in what I'm going to do with this particular game, money back guarantee. If I don't win this game, you get your money back. $299 gets you the winner of the Kansas City Chiefs, New Orleans Saints, fully backed and guaranteed. I don't win this game. You pay nothing. Get to whylose.com right now. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. 50-star monster. We're going for 4-0 this week with the winner of the Kansas City Chiefs, New Orleans Saints. Cleveland at New York. Cleveland's a minus four. The total's 45 and a half. Which team is in a better spot here? The Giants getting back Jones or Cleveland proving they are for real this year and coming back off a close loss? And you think it can fuel them to move forward? 
Okay, I'm going to do it. The attaboy this week goes to Baker Mayfield. I, like many, have criticized Baker Mayfield. I criticized the Cleveland Browns' decision for drafting him number one overall. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still believe he's the third best quarterback from that draft. But he's doing something I didn't think he was capable of. He's winning football games. The downside for Cleveland is I don't think they have a helmet big enough for Baker's head. If anyone deserves it, Cleveland does. However, I am both interested and a little nervous to see how he handles this success. So coming into this game, both teams are coming off losses, right? Giants to Arizona, Browns to Baltimore. But the Browns loss kind of feels like a win for Cleveland, doesn't it? I mean, it answered a lot of questions. What would happen when Baker couldn't rely on Chubb? What would happen when Baker was behind? What would happen when Baker had to make plays? Well, Monday night, Baker Mayfield checked every one of those boxes. But now they play a Giants team that's covered five of their last seven. The good news for New York is that Colt McCoy's out and Daniel Jones returns. But is Daniel Jones really a huge upgrade to Colt McCoy? I mean, really good football team, but you really have to make the argument that it's been Wayne Gorman and the defense that's gotten the Giants to this point. And though it appears this might be a different Cleveland team, you also can't ignore the fact that the Browns are 0-6 their last six as road favorites. This is also a Sunday night spotlight game. Why is that important? Historically, home dogs tend to fare better in this spot. And both teams have played under the lights this season twice. Cleveland failed to cover against Cincinnati and Monday night against the Ravens. The Giants are 2-0 against the spread covering against Philadelphia and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lost by one and two point margins. Personally, I have no dog in this fight right now. Much better value on the board for me. But I broke this game down for one reason. This is a teaching moment. Thousands of people are about to blindly back the Cleveland Browns. No data supports it. No numbers support it. However, it does pass the eye test. Now look, you want to scratch your head, circle games in a newspaper, and bet on two teams you know nothing about? Be my guest. Up to you. Or you could be a smarter player. Or you could be really smart and just put me to work for you and jump on the money train. Now I get to those frequently asked questions. We actually implemented this section this week. Every week I'm going to answer a question submitted by someone via social media. Michael B. from Portland asks, do I fade the public? Well, no, of course I fade Big Mike. (laughs) (laughs) okay here we go no 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 no. let's hear it no listen 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 in reality the public never enter my thought process like at all like they don't enter my thought process take 10 football seasons from john q public he's gonna fall between what 40 and maybe 57 percent 57 percent being his best season ever 40 his worst majority of the time averaging between you know the 45 55 percentile After you factor in juice, it's not bad enough to fade or really good enough to tell, right? The narrative is, of course, that the public always loses. So why did the public lose? Well, the public have a tendency to chase. The public have a tendency to bet more than they can afford to lose. So when they get down, they panic. When they panic, they make really bad decisions. They grab a shovel and just keep digging and digging and digging until they're standing in a hole the size of a fucking Grand Canyon. Now, that's what happens when you chase. And it's never a good idea. Now, the public, for the most part, they don't understand bankroll management. They don't understand money management. And bankroll management, when it comes to sports gambling, is everything. It's everything when it comes to this. You have to manage your your units. You have to bet within your means. Guys, it's the one thing I preach more than anything. Remember, every time I close this show, as I'm about to do right now, there's one statement I make. Remember, bet with your head, not above it. All right, well, that's our show for NFL Week 15. For Tessa Hall, TV out. Big Mike from the group home. 
I am J.A. Cavalier. We'll see you here next week. Day, week, month, and season packages available on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E dot com.